Hey Potters, welcome to episode 192 of Crossfire the Podcast for all things cosplay. Woohoo! Happy summer, everybody, because it's almost 100 degrees and I don't feel like cosplaying outside right now. As is the case every summer. I'm Valerie. That one's Amber. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I would tell you I'm the sane one, except that's not true. There is no sane one between the two of us. It's just There's no sanity in cosplay. No. There's no sleep. There's no eating because you might get it on your cosplay. There is only sweat, blood, and tears. For cosplay. And by repeating cosplay over and over again and expecting a different result every time is the definition of insanity. And we're so good at that because cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Eat, sleep cosplay i'm sure that's a shirt and if it's not someone should get on that yeah i'm sure it's a shirt and a tote bag and a myriad of other things wait this is not like this is not like national public radio we don't have like pledge drives and give away cosplay stuff we don't have cosplay swag yet because otherwise you'll have to offer the mug and then you have the umbrella (laughs) aside from the t-shirts and the tote bags the standard stuff <laughs> that you would give away on PBS. <laughs> yeah, then, then you get the books, which we do have some really awesome books in cosplay. You know, you have uh, Vulpin's Painting Guide, and you have Kamui's uh, various suite of books. You have Punished Props Palm Smithing Trilogy, and you have Cosplay in America. And you have all sorts of wonderful things. So we have all of the books, so we can give those away. So all we need now are tickets to a concert or a comedy show. I don't know where this was going, but I'm glad it went this way. <laughs> These are all of the ways that you can pledge drive for cosplay now. Someone should get on that. We are basically the public radio of cosplay, you guys. We are free, we are consistent, and we have been here for you for seven years. My God. <laughs> <laughs> now all we need is the really soothing tones. <clears throat> cosplay public radio no (laughs) you can handle that i'm good with my nine to five and with that moving on (laughs) i can't keep that up i'm sorry (laughs) i just want to crack up so cosplay updates yeah and usually i start first except i have no cosplay updates again because i haven't had time to work on stuff um i guess I could use my little bit of time for cosplay updates to pimp out um, the next Cosplay in America book because Asian is now starting his third Kickstarter. Um, he's looking for funding to get the third book. It's 10 years of cosplay. He goes back and he talks to the people who he interviewed and photographed from the first book and then revisits them for the 10 years of it. So give it a look. Cosplay in America. Can't miss it. You can find it on Facebook, on Instagram, pretty much everywhere. He does a lot of really cool stuff. So I'm going to pimp his Kickstarter because it's so definitely worth it. If you get the chance to meet him in person at a convention, please do. He really enjoys talking shop and he's oh, a yeah. very friendly person. He will happily talk with you. <laughs> so yeah, there's my cosplay update. And a good cosplay update it was. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? I have something that's not fabric. Oh, I'm a little disappointed now. <laughs> I mean, I can go get the pile of fabric. I just didn't. Pick, I didn't put it on my desk. 
I thought you guys were tired of seeing piles of fabric from me. So sh- show us what you got. What do you have? So this is one thing. This is like hint number two as to what I'm making. This is a choker. And actually, it's primed. It's not fully painted because I need to spray paint it, but it's just been too doggone hot outside. So this is mostly just to get the uh, uh, fun foam that did not match colors to at least somewhat match colors so that I could see what it was supposed to look like. It was a hodgepodge. In fact, I didn't realize that one sheet was two mil and one sheet was three mil, so it doesn't even match in the uh, texture. Nice. So it's, it's slightly actually textured in an unintentional, totally intentional way. So I have that one, and then I have a bracelet, which you can see little the fun foam textures there. And of course, these are spaced. One is two mil and one is three mil. Oops. <laughs> and I have another bracelet. Ah, 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 ah. Two bracelets for the price of one. Anybody have any guesses as to what I'm making? I have bracelets and I have a choker and I have a corset. The Invisible Woman. No, oh, I'm making Wonder Woman. <laughs> No, I'm actually not making Wonder Woman. <laughs> no, I, I will uh, leave you guys to ponder which of my costumes I am making at this point. But I used Hexflex on these completely. There is no Mod Podge in here whatsoever. There is no PVA glue, which most people know is school glue. None of that. This is completely Hexflex and acrylics. So that way it stays nice and flexible. Because this stuff is going to be bending quite a bit. And I actually, I went old school on these. I used a hairdryer to set the shape. Yeah, boy. I say this as somebody who has an industrial heat gun. (laughs) But I was lazy and did not feel like breaking out my industrial heat gun for this. So I broke out the hairdryer, which I have literally not turned on in about 10 years. And it still works. I'm impressed that it works. It, it did not light anything on fire either, and it did not smell of smoke. Good. Both of which, given my history, are very good things, considering my work table is directly under the smoke detector. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, yes, I did stick these around a roll of partially used duct tape because it was just the right size, since, obviously, I can't really stick it on my arm and shape it to my arm. But I used my... Uh, used my hairdryer to just go ahead and set the shape. And as you guys may have seen on my blog post on Facebook, uh, I did note about the adhesives, because that's another mistake I made when I first made this costume, another hint, is that I used hot glue. Hot glue is not very flexible when it dries, when it cools off. In fact, it is very brittle. And that's a mistake because all of these lovely decorations will pop off if that was the case. So I used Craft Bond because Craft Bond is specifically designed to stay flexible once it dries. So if you're using something like Fun Foam on your costume and you need it to stay flexible, consider your adhesive. And not only your adhesive, but your primer, like Hexflex, the paint, and the sealant. All of those have to be flexible or else it's all just going to crack after all that hard work that you spent on it. And frankly, I don't want to keep redoing these every few years. (laughs) 
So I tried to be good to myself, and I thought ahead this time. And you can see it's 100% 360-degree flexible, and there's not a single crack in that paint. So there you go. There's my endorsement for Hexflex. No, they are not paying us to do this. We just really like their product. So, yeah, I made some accessories. I actually patterned out some more embellishments because I'm blinging this sucker up. <laughs> they are not sitting next to me because I had to uh, lay out the pattern on my table, which is where my pile of fabric is, which is why it's not with me. It's because there are things sitting on top of it, like gems and little fun foam pieces of embellishment and other things that you guys will get to see. It's going to be very sparkly. So uh, hopefully next time I will have a little bit more to show you for that. I haven't decided what material I want to make it out of. You'll figure it out. I have faith in you. I'm, I'm looking pretty heavily at leather or vinyl, but I want to keep it flexible. Yeah. I'm not doing, I have foam inserts to keep it just a tiny bit stiff, but it's more like what you'd put inside an obi. It's like the piece of cardboard inside an obi. Just, just enough to give it body, but not, not like the other versions I have made of this. Right. I have learned my lesson, comfort first. It, please always go comfort first, because man, man. <laughs> yes, and uh, big thanks to Meow About Cosplay, who taught me about uh, making little rouleau cords to uh, lace, to do lacings on the back. Uh, aside from having uh, the actual corset hardware that they mm -hmm. make for those where you can lace up the back and it's already attached and everything, aside from those, this is probably the easiest method I have encountered so far to actually like do it comfortably and where one person can handle it. Right. Which is nice actually when I'm out at cons <laughs> and I don't have a roommate to help me ladies <laughs> I was not expecting that <laughs> yes I know that's why I do these things I, I know you do it for my amusement yes and maybe mostly, your amusement and because it's mostly ladies wearing corsets although J-Heart Design makes some pretty darn awesome corsets and we have met a couple of gentlemen who have actually promoted corsets because it's helped with their back mm -hmm. issues. So it's it's not just ladies oh, yeah. only. Indeed, gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, come on, we're going to be equal opportunity. If we're going to say one, I got to say the other. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's not an invitation. <laughs> Anyways, that is the end of my cosplay updates. I told you I was insane. Well, we, we already knew that. Granted. <laughs> so on that lovely note, let's go ahead and transition into our topic for today. Um, so we're going to be talking about sandbagging and cosplay contests. And the reason that we're bringing this up is that over the weekend, there were several conventions where a number of people remarked on social media and some streaming services that some of the contest winners had won previously at other conventions. And it started sparking this debate on whether or not sandbagging is appropriate. Also, you know, what is sandbagging? So that's basically what we're going to talk about. You know, we're going to give a definition of what sandbagging is, what the issue is, what is considered sandbagging, what's not sandbagging, and how can cons approach this in order to tailor their rules to ensure that future contests are more fair. 
So we should start with what it is. Yeah, what is sandbagging? Uh, the TLDR version of it is it's basically you're taking a costume that you've won a major award with at a convention and then you're entering it into other conventions to win even more stuff. Um, sandbagging, at least on the North American linguistics, is that it's usually some type of coercion or trying to hide information to gain an unfair advantage. And that's kind of how it can be perceived in the cosplay world, is that you're taking something that's already won an award and trying to win more out of it without telling people, oh, yeah, this already won a lot of awards, so you don't need to give me any more stuff. It, it's kind of it feels a little kind of, eh, you know. But yeah, that's the best way that I can come up with the definition of it is it's just winning something with your costume and then shopping it around to other conventions to win more stuff. Also, TLDR for the kids, this too long didn't read. <laughs> I feel weird saying that because I don't think I'm in that right age group to continue using it, but it feels like the most appropriate thing to say. I think we're considered exennials. Is that what we are now? Do we have a term anymore? Yes, because we are on the cusp of Gen X and Millennials, so officially we are apparently called Xennials. Okay. I'm still rolling I, with the Oregon Trail. I did not make this up. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> We're that weird in-between group. Actually, I do kind of favor the Oregon Trail generation. <laughs> that seems more accurate and apt to us. All right, so anyway, back to sandbagging. <laughs> Tangent. What is the issue with sandbagging? Why is sandbagging such a big deal? Well, at least in our opinion, which is solely our opinion and not that of any sort of other entities, this is how we feel, people. So, of course, in life, we know that life is not fair and all of those other lovely disclaimers. But basically, we want to make it as fair as possible. Hmm. So, if you have a costume that has won an award at a contest before, you are more likely to win awards at those other conventions because you have been seen to have met a specific bar of quality that is fairly universal across conventions until you start hitting the big time like Anime Expo and BlizzCon. But, you know, for most average conventions, there's a certain bar of standard quality that you can meet. Now, that said, because you have already met that bar, you are basically giving yourself a leg up on the competition because other people have seen it and judged it before, and doubly so if those same people are judging at the conventions that you take it to, which, as we may have noticed, a lot of the same people judge at other conventions. It can be a lot of the same panels of people, so they've also seen your cosplay before, and they will already know a lot of the details and the work that you put into it. So then you've doubly given yourself a leg up on the competition. And generally, that's frowned upon in the cosplay community because you want even odds. You don't want anyone to have a leg mm -hmm. up, as it were. You don't want to give anybody unfair advantage. Not to mention that there are only so many awards because there are only so many conventions and only so many cosplay contests. And if the same people keep winning all of the awards, say if you have a group of maybe two dozen cosplayers, who basically sweep a lot of the awards at conventions, that's going to discourage other cosplayers from wanting to compete because they're just going to assume, eh, it's going to be another one of these two dozen people because they've already won. You know, it's happened in the past. It's going to happen again because it's also the same judges and the same conventions and the same rules. So 
what's the point? Why bother? It's not fun anymore. Taking the fun out of it is probably my number one pet peeve with it. It's yeah, not I've, fun when someone does that. I definitely agree with that. When it comes to the point where it's the same group of people winning with the same costumes at multiple locations, it really just kind of discourages you from wanting to try because, well, what's the fun in doing all this if we just know that they're going to win? Especially yeah. if they cater to something that's popular or something that's a favorite of the judges. Mm -hmm. Well, not all of us have that, you know, inside knowledge of what judges is like. It hurts a little if you're friends with any of the judges. Right. You kind of have that, that extra knowledge, which, again, leg up, extra advantage. We want to level playing field as much as possible. Yeah, to kind of add on to it, for me, it questions the fairness of the contest to know that somebody has been entered in who has already won a major award at another convention, but they're also entering here and then they won another major award. It makes me wonder, well, you know, does the convention really care? Do the staff members really care? Do the judges really care? So it just makes me kind of go, mm, do I want to invest my time into going into this contest again in the future if this is their decorum, if this is how they're going to respond? Um, and it can also potentially devalue the contest, especially if you if the judges don't know that this person has already won an award previously, but other people, other contestants do. It could make us kind of question, you know, is there any value in returning to do this event again? Are these judges any good? Mm -hmm. That's always my scariest thing is, have I seen this costume before? Have any of my other judges seen this costume before? I want to make sure that we are as fair as possible. A little bit on the flip side, and I'm not saying that this is the case, but it can make someone look greedy. It can make them appear to be a greedy person, like mm -hmm. one isn't enough. You have to keep going and winning more and more awards. That person may be the sweetest person in the world. So I'm not saying the person is greedy or that anybody who does this is greedy, but it can make you appear that way. People can perceive you that way. And that's not a great feeling to have. Okay, so the next question that I have listed here is what is considered sandbagging? And I figured they might give a little bit more detail about how this works. So if you win a major award, so that means like best in your category, best craftsmanship, best in show, and then you take that costume and take it to another convention, it's, usually it's a smaller convention. So it means you really already have a leg up on the craftsmanship of everybody else and you sweep the awards there, that's considered sandbagging. Whereas if you only won like a judge's award, most cons are pretty okay with you re-entering the costume again. Maybe if you make a little bit of changes, you update your skit, you know, you do some alterations to the cosplay and to the group that it lets you re-enter it. Usually that's okay. It's going to depend with the cons. It's mostly the people who win a major award and they do it at a large event and then they take it to a bunch of smaller events and clean up awards there. That tends to be more what the sandbagging definition goes for. So basically, if it's a ranked award. Yeah, anything that's considered a high priority ranked award. And it also depends on the con, too, because some cons like we have an audience favorite award for all con. And that for us is a minor award. But other another convention may look at that and be like, oh, that's a big deal. The audience really loved your costume. So, no, you can't reenter it. Not, not to say that the person doesn't deserve it and that we wholeheartedly like want to award <laughs> these these wonderful cosplayers for all of their effort. We, we don't want to like 
put down the audience favorite award. So don't get us wrong, just that it's not a ranked award. Right. There's a different priority in those. It's still a very important award, but it's got a different stance on where it is in the in the levels. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure we were clear. <laughs> we don't want to discourage people from going for that. That one's usually my favorite one because we always have a hard time figuring out who people cheered for the most. <laughs> Plus it's always such a great performance. Right. The people who win have always just put it all out there on the stage and it just makes the whole audience smile, laugh and applaud. And it's wonderful. I it's love always it. cool. <laughs> so since I kind of touched into it a little bit, uh, what is not sandbagging? So as I said, if they didn't win a major award, that may not be considered sandbagging. Um, if they've updated their costume a lot, like if they made a complete overhaul and transitioned the entire thing, may not be considered sandbagging, depends on the cons rules. Um, and then it also depends on the person too, because someone may have spent years working on this piece and thousands of dollars and they wanna show it off everywhere that they can. And it doesn't matter to them if they win awards, if they don't win awards, they just wanna enter a bunch of contests. So that one is kind of a gray area because that's gonna be personal preference, not only with the contestant, but with the convention itself. And some conventions do have uh, stage only type entries where the person can just walk the stage and not be eligible for an award. They just want to show off to the audience and perform. And that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. I would definitely encourage conventions to consider that as another category or as an option. So that way you don't exclude people from the contest. Cause there are some people who are like, yes, we would like for you to be on the stage, but we know you're not eligible for anything. They should be also be allowed the chance to walk if they can't which we've actually done uh, this past year at AllCon, we wanted to make sure we were inclusive for those who hadn't made their costumes but still wanted to perform. And so we actually have a walk-ons category. Then the last thing that I have here is how do we prevent sandbagging from happening? Because again, a lot of it's gonna be a gray area, but they think there's a pretty definitive response from the cosplay community of don't do it. So how do you not do it? And I mean, I think the most obvious one is cons need to have more clear cut rules on what sandbagging is and what it is not and actually spell out sandbagging. Here's the definition, because a lot of cons don't give that information. It's kind of vague and glossed over and, oh, well, as long as you didn't win a major award, you can enter it. Well, what's a major award? What's in a major award for you? What's a major award for this person? Well, I entered it at a 500 man con. You're a 2000 man con. Can I still enter the same costume? Is that okay? So I think specific rules would really, really help delineate and make it clear, you know, hey, this is okay, this is not okay. And it also kind of deter people from re-entering the same costume multiple times. I would also probably put something in there about international competition, maybe, for those who take their costumes to other conventions in other countries. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, because what is interesting is I was reading a bunch of comments and a number of people from Europe and Australia said that a lot of their big contests and their big cons have a zero tolerance sandbagging rule. So it's already built in into their system, which I was like, oh, okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah, a lot of those contests have some pretty big prize purses too. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, even more important, not just for competition, but in terms of, you know, winning prize pools to make it fair for everyone. Cause you probably are not the only person to spend $500 on your costume. So much of cosplay contests is based on the honor system. 
and people being honest and upfront, you know, this is what I made, this is what I didn't make. There's only so much that we as judges and the staff can weed out to find out the reality behind the costume. And for the most part, people are honest. And as long as people continue with their honesty and if they're upfront with us and say, hey, I've already won a major award, but I still want to walk the stage, you'll find that most cons are probably going to be okay with that. Just talk to staff members. And I'm sure you guys can work something out. It, honesty is really going to become the, the key thing in helping with the sandbagging situation. Do be forewarned that the cosplay community loves to talk. Oh, gosh, yes. And <laughs> if it is discovered that you have sandbagged and the convention has not said anything or may not even know about it, rest assured that the community will and they will say something. I have a very distinct feeling that the conventions over the weekend have gotten a number of comments and emails <laughs> about said situations, and we'll be addressing it as such. Hopefully so. It's because not only does the community tend to shame the individual, they also tend to let the convention know. Like, why did you not catch this? Why did you reward this person? Yeah. Especially when the prizes continue to get bigger and bigger and more money is involved, then it becomes a bigger issue. Yep. Smaller number of prizes, but more per winning. I think the safest thing that you can do is if you've won an award with your costume, retire it from competition, move on to the next project. That's probably the safest thing you could you could do to ensure you're not sandbagging. And this isn't to say that a cosplayer cannot win more than one award. Oh, no, 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 no. With as many contest uh, with as many contests as you want, you can go compete as much as you want. Just please take different costumes with you when you go. Exactly. We're saying it should be one per costume. Although, to be fair, if one cosplayer does continue to go around the circuit winning all of the awards, people are probably going to frown upon that. <laughs> That's a different situation entirely. In which case, I've seen, especially on the Texas and Louisiana scene, um, I, Oklahoma did this too. Um, if there's a specific cosplayer or a group of cosplayers who are continually winning, they usually ask them to step aside um, and do other things like, um, please ignore my dog. My dog decided he wanted to bark. They usually ask them, you know, to come back as judges, come back as staff members. We'd like for you to be involved in the contest in a different way and to give other people an opportunity to win awards. And as a convention, that's actually one of the better ways to handle the situation is to take the award winners whom clearly have been judged as having superior craftsmanship and excellent skills in doing their cosplay, take those people and ask them to judge. Because not only do you not have to worry about accusations of sandbagging the next year, but you also know that you have qualified judges because they just won an award at your competition. Yeah, there you go. That's what sandbagging is. That's why it's an issue. Why do I feel like we have this schoolhouse rock episode of sandbagging? It, it, it wasn't intentional. I had a completely different topic until I just popped open Instagram and saw like eight different really well-known cosplayers talking about it. And I was like, wow, okay. But also, because I've noticed this in chat too, is that someone mentioned that they didn't know that that was the term for it. They knew people were doing it, but didn't realize there was a term associated with it. I admit I was in that boat. I did not know that there was a name for this sort of thing, even though we've talked about it before. All right. Well, we would like to thank you for listening to and being an audience member of this episode of Cosplay the Podcast for all things cosplay. We would love to invite you to join in on the conversation. What do you think about sandbagging? 
please join us on any of our social media and our Discord channel, which of course you can find here. And back to Amber. And you can also email us your opinions, podcast at cospod.org, where we will happily converse with you and give you tips about running your own conventions cosplay contest, because we've done that lots. Lots and 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 lots. And we'll continue doing so for the foreseeable future. But otherwise, we would like to wish you guys happy cosplaying. See you guys in episode 193. Stay cool, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, guys!